As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Know, liking, and trust the person that you're investing with. Trusting that they are going to go to bat for you when bizarre things like that happen. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today, Rebecca Moore. How you doing, Rebecca? I'm great, Joe. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to hear it and looking forward to our conversation. Rebecca is a full-time syndicator and clinical psychologist. She currently has passive investments in over 1,500 doors, 1,534 to be exact. She has syndicated five buildings since 2017 for a total of 656 doors. And the first building that she syndicated is actually in the process of going full cycle and she's based in Dallas, Texas. Her website, which is in the show notes, it's starboardequity.com. So with that being said, Rebecca, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. I am married to a former naval officer, and we got our start by buying single-family homes where he was stationed. So when we had this accumulation of single-family homes, we kind of looked at each other and said, At one point in time, we're going to have to put these all under one roof. And that's when we began looking to figure out how to, let's say, buy a duplex or sixplex or something like that. And that's how we got involved in multifamily. So that was the very beginning of this journey that we were under. So what had happened was that Warren, my husband, had to take over a squadron of ships So he said, Rebecca, you go figure this out. So we found a mentor that was based in Dallas. So because, again, I was a psychologist, I had weekends off. The Navy and the other military do not have weekends off for the most part. So I went out to Dallas and learned how to syndicate and learn the market. So that's a little bit about the background. So I was able to fade out of my psychology work and lean into and do more of the syndication. How many single family homes did you two have? I think at that time we had three. 
three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have more or less now? We have less now. We're down to just one. And we've had a renter in there for 19 years. So mm-hmm. we will okay. not get rid of that one. Yep. <laughs> and for the two that you sold, what did you buy them for? What did you sell them for? And what city were they in? Okay. So let's see. He had a couple before that, but regardless, we had one in Corpus Christi, Texas. I should actually say it was on Mustang Island. It was great, right on the beach. And I think that we had bought that around the $200,000 range, sold it for about $320,000. And then when he was at the Pentagon, we bought a new construction home for about $600,000 and turned around and sold that for about eight. Nice. Yeah. And over so what period great. of time for both of those exits? Oh gosh, I about, don't re- just about yeah. a couple years, six months, ten years. Okay. Approximately five years for the Mustang Island, and approximately the same for the Virginia House. I'm sorry, the Pentagon. That was Alexandria, Virginia. Right. Yeah, I was trying about five years. Yeah. Okay. So you you had really good success with those deals. Why go into larger deals if you are having $200,000 in appreciation and getting those chunks of change from the single families? That's a great question. Primarily because we moved around a lot in the Navy, we had property managers taking care of those homes. So the rents, we were getting a decreased amount of rent because we had to have somebody else look after them. Also, when you have a renter that is leaving and that property manager has to find a new one, of course, that digs into your profit because it's a one and a one. You either have somebody in there or you don't. So that's the beauty of the multifamily that you have, let's say if you have a 60 unit, then if one person moves out, that's okay because you have 59 other people still paying rent. That's the scalability of multifamily that you don't get in rentals. Was your first larger deal a passive investor or an active investor? My first deals were passive. And it was really a great learning experience for me. I was an LP in a 190 unit in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So it was great in that I got to know what a deal sponsor does as far as the acquisition process, as far as getting those monthly emails, understanding what the CapEx is, understanding what occupancy levels were, the evictions that might have had to happen, getting the T12, so the profit and loss each month. I learned to look at that, read that, understand what the other income was. It was a great learning experience for me. How many deals did you passively invest in before you started syndicating? Three deals. After the third deal, what was the impetus for, okay, now I'm going to go do it on my own? I would tell you that after the second passive deal that we got into, I was ready to go. However, it took time for me to get a deal. So we still were passive in the third deal. 
put in more money, but it was looking for a deal. I had a very conservative partner, which is great. And some of the things that he had said to me as we were looking for my first deal was you want it to be a very, very good deal because your reputation depends on it. You can't go buying something willy-nilly just because you want your first deal. And I still go by those words of a conservative, well-functioning property is what I want to get because not only do I want to make money, of course, I want my investors' money to be very safe. So it took me a long time to get my first deal. Was it just you and one other business partner? Yes. Okay. And how'd you meet that business partner? It was through a group that we were in together. So Which we group? had met the Brad Sumrock group. Okay. And you mentioned earlier, you got involved with the mentor. I imagine that's Sumrock's mentorship program. Correct. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit passiveinvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's passiveinvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. So you met this individual through the program, and then how did you two decide, hey, because I know there's a lot of people right in the program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how did mm -hmm. you decide, you're my partner? Let's go rock and roll. I had the luxury of getting in the group back in 2014. It was just, I don't know, maybe 75 people at the time. Mm -hmm. And there were just a handful of people that were beginning to sponsor. So what's great about the group is that we'll get on buses in Dallas and travel around to look at, at the time, C-class properties so we could learn and understand what does a C-class property look like and what can you do to add value to these properties. So on the bus, that's where we would network with each other. So I met my great friend, Dustin Miles, and he is an engineer. Me as the psychologist, we were able to say, wow, Man, that's a powerful duo. <laughs> yes, got, it is. From an investor standpoint, having a psychologist and from an underwriting operations, having an engineer. 
Yes, I'm glad that you can see that right off the bat because it's true. So he was able to help me with the numbers. I'm still pretty good at the numbers, but as far as that duo, our strengths together were very powerful. And he was very patient in teaching me really strongly how to underwrite. And together, I think basically he took me on and realized how reliable I was in the fact that I showed up when he said, I need you to do X. He got that delivered right away. I do what I say I'm going to do. And our personalities really clicked as well. So I think that is how we sort of decided to become partners. I think he really took a chance on me and I'm so pleased that he did. I just assumed that you were more on the investor side and Dustin was more on the asset management and underwriting. Is that assumption correct? Well, he absolutely knew how to underwrite. And yes, being an engineer, he knows those numbers. And he patiently had to go over them 100,000 times with me. (laughs) But when it came to the asset management part, he said, there you go, Rebecca, it's all you. So he shepherded me through our first deal together in that he would answer the questions that I had, but he gave it all to me and my husband, Warren, to do. What did you buy that first deal? Our first deal was in Hearst, Texas, and that is right smack dab in between. Yes, sir. Very good. Yeah, right in between Fort Worth and Dallas. And it's in a great school district and it has good median income very safe area. It is a 1963, 94 unit property. And it's right next door to a school, again, in a great area. It's an all bills paid building. And it's the only all bills paid within about a four to five mile radius. It has one, two, and three bedrooms. And the three bedrooms are townhouse style, 1500 square feet. So it really accommodates families very well. So it's a really great building. It has been a pleasure to own. And again, going back to what Dustin said, you need to have a home run as your first deal. And it has been. What's the significance of it being an all bills paid property? Because it is the only all bills paid property within that five mile radius, it gives folks who, let's say, Maybe they had a problem at one point in time. Maybe they have a problem with their credit. Mm -hmm. So then they can't sign up for, let's say, electricity. This way with the all bills paid, they don't have to worry about that and they can rebuild their credit again. Or maybe they're the type of tenant where they would really rather have everything all in one bill rather than paying the electric, the gas, the water and sewer they want it all in one bill. That kind of tenant wants to live in that kind of property. So it's a nice niche property for those who would prefer to pay their bills in that way. With an all bills pay property, some listeners might be thinking, well, what about the downside where it is all bills paid? So the tenants might take advantage of that by pumping the AC to extreme levels during weird times and just plugging in something using electricity more so than they would if they were paying for it. So how do you mitigate against that? 
Yes, that is something that does happen. So how we do mitigate that is by making it as green or as eco-friendly as possible. For example, with the water, the first thing that we went in and did was change out the toilets to low-flow toilets so that rather than, let's say, uh, a gallon or so of flush, it's only a liter or so of flush. And we keep up by having the LED lights rather than regular light bulbs so we can cut down on the cost of electricity. So we put in everything that we can to make it more eco-friendly and thus keep the bills down. Got it. Is this the one that's about to exit? Correct. Yes. When is it scheduled to close? In December. Nice. Well, congratulations on that. I'm not going to ask you specifics about purchase price or anything because it hasn't sold yet. And I want to be respectful of that. Mm -hmm. How do you think you're going to do on that deal? I'll just ask it more generically than I typically would. Smoking. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do so good. I'm so happy. And so are my investors. It's going to be a big party. How's that? Good. (laughs) Glad to hear it. And Uh just in case listeners are wondering, well, why wouldn't I ask about it? First off, it could influence the purchase price or sales negotiations. So I wouldn't want to do that. And it could also hurt property tax contesting, among other things, especially in Texas. So that's why I steered away from it. But normally I would want to know how much you're going to make, how much investors are going to make and all that good stuff. How much money did you raise on it? Only $1.6 million. So this was purchased back in 2017. And that's when prices were much more reasonable. I believe the reversion cap rate that we underwrote at was 7.75. So again, now we're underwriting at about five cap. So <laughs> if, that, if that speaks to mm-hmm. the difference. That was the first deal. What about the next deal? Next deal was really fun as well because it was a building that we were passive investors in. So I had already been in that building for three years as a passive. So I had understood what the rents were, what the value add was being done on that property, who the management company was. I understood what the returns were. So when it went for sale, I thought, I am going to buy that one. I know it. It's a good one. It's in a good place. It's in Haltom City which you might know as well, right next to North Richland Hills, again, in the Dallas area. So it's a great area, a beautiful little property. And I went for it and got that one. And that's 109 units built in 1969. So our strategy with that one was it had mansard roofs. So mansard roofs are those hideous. Yes, they are. They are. So for those folks listening, they're the type of roofs that look like they come halfway down the building. Some people might like to glamorize it and consider it a French look, but never heard them described that way. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What'd you do with them? Anything? You got to keep them, right? Yes, because that would be a complete makeover. But what we did, the mansard roofs, again, they come down half the building. They were strips of red asphalt. So ugly, ugly, ugly. 
And we had a loan that was the green program. So the green program at the time, Fannie, Freddie, they would give you a lower interest rate if you made the property more eco-friendly. So what they initially wanted us to do was to put in new windows so that it would hold in the cool air or the heat during the winter. And we talked to them and said, you know, if we put on new roofs, then it'll keep even more heat. It'll make it even more efficient. Can we instead use the money on new roofs rather than windows? And they said, okay, great. So we were thrilled. So we put the money into the roofs instead, took off that ugly asphalt and put hardy plank. Hardy plank looks like fake wood rather than this asphalt. Also, you can paint it any color you want. So we made, it's called Jane Lane, and we made it look so much prettier. So we put on this gorgeous hardy plank, repainted the entire building, put some red on the doors to make them pop. And it's much more beautiful. And of course, raising rents, but also making it a place where the tenants can have much more pride of where they live. From an asset management standpoint, then we'll get into best ever advice. But from an asset management standpoint, knowing what you know now, what are you doing differently or better or what are you doing that you weren't doing before prior to, say, your second large deal? From an asset management perspective? Yes. Enhancements in your process, just something like that. Okay. Let me think about that for a moment. Oh, I would say one thing that we do like to look at and assess is can we put in a stone countertop, wood, quartz, or granite, have that return on investment? Because the resurfacing of countertops is costly, ugly, doesn't last very long. So that is something from an asset management perspective that we really like to look into as a better improvement. And it does tend to get the rents increased. And of course, that's more in a B property often, but that's something new that we like to look at because the cost of granite and the quartz has come down enough and they've been able to make the slabs thin enough to make it economical. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Don't quit. Don't ever quit. I know that I have been very slow in acquiring properties because I want to do a very good job in returning my investors' money. And sometimes it felt like I couldn't go get a deal, but I just never quit. I kept looking for the deal that would really get great returns. So never, never, never quit. We're new lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I think so. Yes. Let's do it. I'm ready. First quick word from our best ever partners. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? 
Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe. J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or or you can follow up with your investors, and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow-up boss offers experts seven days a week You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. What deal have you lost the most amount of money on to date that would be a passive deal that i was in you want me to tell you more please do okay so yes there was no fault of the sponsors at all but the city rerouted the way that the tenants had to get into the apartment building they had to then go through a mall parking lot to get to their homes oh my gosh yes it was awful for them so with that we had a lower occupancy, and then we had some problems with the management team that was there. So I only lost about $6,000 of my initial investment. However, we held the place for three years and trying to sell it, trying to get out of it. So therefore, I did not gain any money on that investment for three years. So What was the initial I- investment? I put in 50 and I got 44 back. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so that was crummy. You said it was no fault of the sponsor, which the rerouting through a mall parking lot, that's something I haven't heard of before. But you said the management team also, there was challenges. So 
is there some onus on the sponsor to have helped change the guard of the management team sooner? He did as much as he thought that he could do with them. He even got them to stop taking their management fee every month because of the problems that they were having. Could he have changed them? I think maybe I am being light on him because he is my friend, but he tried very hard to make that property work. What did you learn from that experience as an investor? Sometimes there are things that happen that just come out of nowhere. Again, with the city rerouting the street like that, you can't foresee that happening. I don't know how much more the management could do. Maybe the person could have sold we could have sold sooner and that you're, well, I guess that you are at the mercy of the syndicator. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily a good lesson to learn, though. It's just the truth, right? As a passive investor, you are banking on the sponsor to steer the ship. And then sometimes winds come that are unexpected and unpredictable in this case, rerouting so, through a parking lot. Right. So again, that no liking and trust the person that you're investing with, trusting that they are going to go to bat for you when bizarre things like that happen. What's the best ever way you like to give back to the community? In a small sense of the community, let's say even the apartments themselves, it's really fun to give back, especially now we're going into the holidays. By Thanksgiving here, we're going to be giving out pies directly to all of our tenants. That's really fun. When Christmas comes, we give out gifts, and a lot of times we have Santa Claus come and see all the kids. So that type of giving is super fun because it's one-to-one. We can be there personally at our Dallas and Houston properties, so that's a ton of fun. And on a larger scale, Warren and I, we give to the Navy Marine Relief Fund and other charities like St. Jude. How can the best of our listeners learn more about what you're doing? Oh, please go and visit our website at starboardequity.com and join the Starboard Equity Club. We would love to be able to tell you about what we're doing. And check us out on LinkedIn, Rebecca Moore Buller. Buller is my husband's last name. You can check out Warren Buller on LinkedIn. We'd love to see you there. Link in with us. Well, Rebecca, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing what's worked, what hasn't worked your story and some specific steps for how you got to where you're at. Appreciate your time. Hope you have the best of your day and talk to you again soon. Great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure.